So I think <laughs> when it comes to accessing joy, the reason I say rest is your vehicle to that is because joy truly is the simplest thing to access. If I'm cooking with my family and we're having just conversations and talking about different memories, I get joy from that. A cup of tea, I get joy from that. Yeah. But to even get to the place of allowing myself to enjoy that thing, I have to fight off that oppressive messaging. I have to remind myself, my mind and my body that I am deserving it's, it's not even about deserving. It's a necessity. Joy is a necessity as much yeah. as rest is. I'm Charmaine. I'm Katie. And this is Unpacking Ethical. A podcast where we sip our favorite drinks at the moment. And talk about some things. Because there's nothing ethical about upholding the status quo. Let's talk about it. This week on Unpacking Ethical. Hey, y'all. Um, we are back with another episode of Unpacking Ethical. And we've got our friend, Jordan Manny here, the Radical Joy Coach. Jordan. Um, Jordan, we're going to hop yeah. right into this Radical Joy because we've been smiling and cheesing before we even hit record. Um, <laughs> we'll start off by saying, what are you, we always ask our guests what you're, what you're sipping on, what you're drinking this morning. I really wanted to get some tea, but right now I just have a good old bottle of water with a little lime juice in it. Nice. Hydration. Well, you put lime juice in the water, in the mm -hmm. bottle. Mm-hmm. I like it. It's, it's either lemon or lime, but it's my favorite go-to. We're not doing basic over there. We're not. <laughs> no basic. <laughs> Oh do you not do have, do you do uh, lemon or lime in your water? I I used to do lemon every day in Jamaica. They didn't have they would just ask me whenever I wanted water. They'd be like, do you want lime? And I'm like, I didn't know I needed it, but sure. And it's delicious. It's very refreshing. So, so, yeah, I always do it when I'm out, and mm -hmm. then in the mornings I do like some like a warm lemon water. But I don't yeah. always put the lemon in the water. Sometimes mm -hmm. I just I just be drinking it. Yeah. Even the but tea. I do realize like it cuts like any of the like tap water taste. Mm -hmm. Oh, helpful. yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Even the tea, though, like at night for digestion, I really like just to cut up some lemon, mm -hmm. add some honey. If you really want to get fancy with it, add some um, ginger in there. Hot water. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Delicious. Yep. Every time. What I you like drinking, Charmaine? Ooh, you know what? Okay, hold up, hold up. It's it's over here. I've been messing with my computer. <laughs> you left your drink. No, it's right here. It's right here. Okay, nice. We just got some pomegranate juice. I've just been in this. I don't know. I when it gets hot, like I start craving like sweet liquids, mm -hmm. and so I do a lot of fruit juices and like fruit popsicles, and so we're on the pomegranate today. That's amazing. It sounds yum and it's fancy. You talking about you not doing basic either. I'm hella basic <laughs> today because I don't even want to tell y'all what I'm drinking now. No, what you drinking? Go, go ahead. Okay, maybe it's not so basic. <laughs> you know how you gotta like say it just so that when you do actually reveal it, it feels better than it. <laughs> yeah. I actually have some ginger and some peppermint and some warm water and some honey this morning. That's yeah, see, there's basic. About that. <laughs> it's not basic, but it's because you when you talked about ginger, ginger is one of my favorite things wow. to like have ginger. OK, cayenne pepper. I have to tell you all about that another time. But cayenne pepper, lemon, apple cider vinegar, honey. Mm. I, I, I make all sorts of warm drinks. And for a while, that was like my nightly drink would be like cayenne pepper, lemon. Mm -hmm. And I pour some warm water and then sweeten it with a little honey. Um, and that was my thing for a while, but today, yeah, I got some ginger. It's, it's good. It, I feel energized, a little more energized than I did 10 minutes ago. Yeah. Ginger is, That's oh, good. ginger is so good. I need to get more into ginger because I, I think I, I feel like it's work for me and I'll, I do so much other stuff that I'm like food. I need yeah. to be as little Easy. effort as humanly possible. <laughs> mm -hmm. And so ginger, I feel like I'm constantly like scrubbing it, trying to get all up in the crevices to get all the dirt out. 
Oh, and that's yeah. where I struggle. Just eat the dirt too. No, mm. I don't want the dirt. <laughs> or break off, break off the pieces. Oh yeah, break off the pieces, piece. Mm-hmm. and then use a spoon. Mm. Just take the, the spoon, and it, the skin will start to come off. You good? Or just throw throw the ginger in a blender, and then just squeeze it out. You know, like throw the whole pieces in the in the yeah. blender, blend it up. But like that's it. But then we're not helping her, Jordan, because that just no, sounds no, like more, just work. more work. She just said it was. <laughs> Is she trying to be so nice about it? She's like, oh, mm-hmm, I said yeah. easy. This don't sound easy. <laughs> Let me just take my spoon out and start. No. <laughs> <laughs> so Jordan, you want to get, you know, I've already given like a brief introduction. Um, yeah. I, I want you to share more about your work and who you are, what you want people to know before yeah. we just dive into our conversation. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I uh, used to be a wedding planner. Pandemic happened. And I feel like with a lot of other people, the pandemic put desires and in perspective as well as boundaries in place that I was like not putting in place beforehand. And one of the things I recognized was the work that I was doing was burning me out. I wasn't, there were things that I was doing like in the business world adjacent to my work that I feel like that's where a lot of people found me. Mm-hmm. and interacted with me locally um, was for other events that I was doing. And that gave me joy. And at the beginning of the pandemic, I was like, okay, so I got to worry about that right now. I can focus on the things that actually light me up. Mm-hmm. And so I went through this branding process of moving away from wedding planning. And even though I had been doing a lot of DEI um consulting for the industry and I did enjoy that I realized what I really wanted to talk to and who I really wanted to talk to what I call bleeding heart creatives Mm -hmm. Um, these are people who give a damn who want to change the world who care about reproductive justice climate justice social justice and how they all intersect and oftentimes um, they care so much that they burn themselves out Mm. So I say, I'm the Radical Joy Coach and I help bleeding heart creatives rest um, because rest is our vehicle to impact, sustainable impact, Mm -hmm. as well as sustainable joy. Mm -hmm. So yeah, long story short, that's how we got here, but I absolutely am in love with what I get to do and it lights me up every day to be quite honest. I love it. I've never heard the... Have you heard that before? Bleeding heart creatives. Did no. you did you make that? Is that a term that you? <laughs> Kinda. I mean, I knew it was creatives, and I I I would say like progressive creatives, but that always felt like too. That didn't. It didn't sound fully like me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that people love to use the term kind of in a derogative context of like, oh, bleeding heart. Um, you just care about too much stuff. And I'm like, why is that a bad thing? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Why is caring a bad thing? Why is kindness a bad thing? Why is um, having a code of ethics that you live by a bad thing? Why is being right. concerned with people that are impacted by things that you might not be impacted uh, by? Why is that a bad thing? Mm-hmm. And I felt like the audience that I had cultivated, those are conversations that we were having about we don't want to just have a business to make, to hit six figures or seven or eight or whatever and be like, whoo, great, I'm good. We really want to impact the collective. We really want to bring up our friends and family, our neighborhoods, our communities. And so I was like, yeah, bleeding heart creatives. I love that because it just, yeah. it says what it needs to say. Right, right. I love that. I also love this idea of kind of redefining what success looks like what that means and it's not necessarily making you know six seven or eight figures it's Mm -hmm. you know it's more about impact and we kind of talked about it in our our last session a little bit too on that qualitative versus quantitative you know benchmarkers for for what we're achieving a hundred percent because look i i'm the girl who i can't remember you know how they do those like zodiac memes and it's like this is after maybe like Wild Wild Country, that documentary on Netflix about this cult in Oregon. Mm-hmm. And it was like cult leader, most likely to be a Scorpio, like number one culty, <laughs> a Libra. And I was like, oh, 
because <laughs> um, I mean, I have, I have, I've done every like trend of like girl boss, big personalities that have come and fallen off and everything. I've read the book. I've like taken the course. I've seen it. And it's so easy to get swept up into those ideas of successes when I hit a million dollars, successes when I Mm -hmm. hit my first six figures. And I don't think wanting those things make you a bad person or anything, but I think it's really easy to say like, that's the metric because it's more internal reflective work to really define what success is for you. Right. Right. And a lot of people don't People ain't trying to be in touch with their feelings and the trauma mm-hmm. and they're not trying to do all that. They're like, yeah, 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 yeah. Seven figures. I'll feel great when I get there. And then right. I get there and they're like, yeah. Now what? Yeah. Now what? I, oh man, that's a word because we were, you know, Sharman and I both, Sharman and I have uh, businesses that were always, we started them because we wanted to have or to do our part in having a positive impact. They, that's what we were, our businesses were never started because we're like, this is where we, we want to be in five years financially. Mm-hmm. Like we should have probably been thinking about that more. <laughs> I mean, it was probably always there, but as someone who puts the impact, I guess, cause that could be anything, but the impact I want to have on other people, myself, just being mm-hmm. here, sharing space with on, on this planet with other people and trying to make it better. Um, I'm always putting that first before, any other like metrics. I'm not, I'm not thinking about uh, finances as often as I should, um, because that also has to be a part of it too. Um, So it's like finding that balance of, you know, in the ethical world, sustainable world, they always say people and planet over profit. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's something that I really do believe we need to figure out a way to get around, um, what's been normalized, which is just the bottom line, bottom line, bottom line. You see it even with smaller sustainable businesses now. And I don't think that these aren't good people, but I think that pressure from Mm -hmm. the top, the having to compete with corporations who everything is, you know, expendable to them. Like it doesn't Mm -hmm. matter. They, they are going to make their bottom line, whether we do it or if they, they build some robots that can do it. I don't know. Yeah. They're going to get there. Um, and so then you have these smaller businesses trying to like uh, keep up with that. And mm-hmm. and I've seen so many um, businesses, creatives, even in working in sustainability, just get burnt out from that alone. Just trying mm-hmm. to, because even staying connected to your community becomes a challenge because then you get, have to get refocused on how you're going to make you know, whatever this month's rent or whatever it might be, mm-hmm. these expenses are not being covered. And it's just so unfortunate. So um, I'm glad to hear that you work with people like trying to figure out, you know, maybe maybe the financial part isn't part of it, but that 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 spirit of yours is important. Mm-hmm. And if we can keep you going longer, you you maybe you'll find that balance for yourself um, mm-hmm. instead of just like some people just want to walk away from it completely. Right. Yeah. Everybody comes to their business with a different journey, but one of the things that really um, motivated me in twenty late 2020, early 2021, I was doing some very light internet research, uh, not reading, let's not call it research, reading. <laughs> and I found this, um, oh, I got to link it, but I found this this report on how Black salon owners, women in the 1960s, how they funded a lot of freedom rides and uh, lunch counter sit-ins and demonstrations and protests with their uh, earnings from their businesses. Mm. And I just remember just sitting with that and thinking about how there's always been a legacy of entrepreneurship specifically for black women mm-hmm. and this conversation about like social impact entrepreneurship we've been doing that yes we've been doing that yes um and so i think a lot of times when people the the burnout that we experience because they're like oh somebody else is going to come behind me and do this or 
um, some corp, uh, corporation is going to make a copy of me. I think the perspective that can best serve us to keep us like calm, clear, and focused moving forward. Corporations think of themselves, people within corporations think of themselves beyond their lifetime. Mm-hmm. This is what A and B corporation is going to be doing a hundred years from now, right? Right. We start, we think like in the next month and the next quarter, oftentimes, cause we're thinking about like just the financial aspect of like, Ooh, I got to get this in and I got to get this in and I got to get this in. But when we are talking about the impact that we want ourselves and our businesses to have, we really have to take a step back and look at the bigger picture. Right. What is it that I want my business to have? Maybe I can't have it on a global scale. Mm-hmm. I can't have that global influence, but I can have that local impact. Mm-hmm. What, what am I leaving behind here um, long after I'm gone mm-hmm. that will stay with people? Yeah. Um, and for some people, that's how you interact and communicate with people. That's how you show up for people in your community. Maybe there's a financial component to that, but I always challenge people to like, we're really, what we're doing is so, sorry, my computer, what we're doing is so disruptive to how corporations operate that like, and, and how we've been taught to do business, usually by white men, mm-hmm. um, that we have to make space for that wisdom and that intuition to do it differently Mm-hmm. And not be like, oh God, I got to do the same as X, Y, Z. Because if we're being quite honest, corporations love small business because they copy most of our ideas. Oh, they absolutely. <laughs> they wait we do the hard work it. and they swoop in. Yeah, and Don't uh-huh. give away all their secrets to Jordan. <laughs> I mean, like they'll, they'll wait, they'll wait to, okay. And I'm saying this, and I love H-E-B. H-E-B will wait to see a product validated and be like, we got Greek yogurt too. 80 cents. <laughs> Y'all want y'all you know like Giovanni? I wasn't expecting that. That was best. You know what you you know what you say? You know what? Like, yes, yes to that. But also I wanted to talk about Whole Foods because mm-hmm. I went up in there the other day trying to get some vegan cheese mm-hmm. and I was looking for a follow follow your heart. Follow my heart, follow your yeah, heart. Yeah, follow your heart. Mm-hmm. And they didn't have it, but they had a Whole Foods brand version the that was exactly like it. And I yeah. was like, oh, hold up. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Hold up. Mm-hmm. Y'all done mm-hmm. took Follow Your Heart, kicked it out your store, and like made your own. Yeah. But I'm like, yeah, they will do it in a heartbeat. They will do it. Or uh, think about um, aluminum free deodorant. Mm-hmm. All of this, like Native, Loom, all these other companies. And then suddenly, and I'm like looking at mine because I was like, I really like the cherry blossom smell from Secret. It's great. <laughs> And then they're like, we're aluminum free now too. You want paraben free stuff? We have that. Curly yeah. girls, you like they they will corporations will watch what small businesses are doing. Think of every Pantene, Herbal Essences, all the mm-hmm. big uh, hair care brands here, who like waited and watched what we were doing for smaller natural hair brands, and they're mm-hmm. like, we got a line too. Come oh, on, yeah. Suave. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll put it in a brown bottle or a gold bottle because we know y'all love that. And oh, that's Pantene. yours. Pantene. <laughs> Pantene was like, we don't want you to get confused. Here's the melanated bottle. That's yes. for y'all. But you know what's interesting? It's like we're talking about this and I'm thinking this is what colonialism, imperialism is, mm-hmm. though. And that mm-hmm. is what corporations are built on those those. Yes principles or lack thereof Mm -hmm. and so it is always going to be because they don't just co-opt you know or steal from small businesses they also co-opt movements so that they can better control conversations think about how you know like the resistance of 2020 what it ended up Mm -hmm. turning into it was a fucking something Mm -hmm. it was nothing that we would have wanted to usher in and so um our voices, our voices got drowned out um, by other th- less important things. I think not that all of it wasn't important, but there was definitely a need to control how we move. And that's a mm-hmm. constant. That's 
one of the one of the and I'm going to be diving into this with my work with ESJ is one of the founding kind of like principles of media is to control um, how people think and behave. And um, it's really sad. And so I said that to say like people like us who are extremely connected, extremely open, feeling Mm -hmm. all the things all the time, who who just won't give up the fight because it's ongoing. We need spaces like the ones that you create, Jordan, so that we can replenish that like yeah. all the time we, we need it all I need it all the time I feel like <laughs> I find often and it's the reason why I say rest is your vehicle to joy because the way I define rest is the energy attention and time that you give to yourself right how you eat a lot of times with joy we think that we need to with joy with rest with happiness with safety with love we think that we have to go through an exhaustive list of steps um, fulfill an exhaustive list of conditions to earn rest, to right. earn joy, to earn these things. Because like, I call them narrative scams. These are these. This is oppressive messaging. This is stuff that gets um, repeated to us daily in advertisements, in books, in media about how we should be, how we should act, how we should show up, and these scams of like, well, you're a woman, so you have to do X, Y, Z to earn this. Well, you're a black woman. Well, you need to do ABC to earn this. And so we run around with all these like ideas in our head about like, okay, well, if I want to experience, um, career safety or financial security. I need to have XYZ certifications, degrees, this, that, the third, and the other. And then I will have that. Right. We know that's not true. (laughs) Right. If I want to, or in the business side, like if I really want to experience financial security and joy and love, then uh, I have to have an eight-figure business. We know that's not true. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um. Or if I really want to experience like love and goodness, kindness in a relationship, my body needs to look a certain way. We also know that's not true. Right. And it's like all of these scams that cognitively with time, oftentimes, usually 20s, 30s, we're like, this is some bullshit. (laughs) Yeah. This is is some bullshit. Yeah. They didn't lie to us. Oh my God, they keep lying to us. It'll mess you up it'll mess you up for real. And, um, the problem is that like, we can know this. I can't remember who told me this, but it's like, yeah, you can know you you're in the matrix, but you still got to live in the matrix. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like you could be like, woo. well, (laughs) um, so I think when it comes to accessing joy, the reason I say rest is your vehicle to that is because joy truly is the simplest thing to access but Mm -hmm. we have so much stuff crowding it. We Mm -hmm. have so many things deterring us from it. We have so many intrusive thoughts, feelings about ourselves, feelings about what we deserve, what we can have that we have to push away before we can even get to, because joy is, and, and it's brilliant. Like Sometimes I'm like, I just want to sit with the evil geniuses who come up with this stuff. Cause I'm like, dang, wow, your brain, because the idea that you're going to find joy if you buy a candle or if you really want to experience joy, then you'll sign up for this. And I mean, I get that's a line that we have to kind of balance as business owners, right? Right. But joy can be, I love looking I get such joy going to botanical garden where the little pond is and seeing the light reflect off of the water onto the trees. Mm-hmm. Or if I'm just like sitting outside and journaling, I get joy from that. If I'm cooking with my family and we're having just conversations and talking about different memories, I get joy from that. A cup of tea, I get joy from that. Yeah. But to even get to the place of allowing myself to enjoy that thing I have to fight off that oppressive messaging. I have to remind myself, my mind and my body that I am deserving of those things and then not get stuck in that trap right. of worthiness, which is which is a trap. 
um, is, is we can go back and forth all day. It's it's not even about deserving. It's necessity. Joy is a necessity as much yeah. as rest is. Right. So I think when it comes to accessing these things, a lot of times people think, oh, I got to do this, that, and the third to get there. I have to earn it. It's a condition. And then I can have it. And then I can have it because that's right. what we're taught. Right. Right. That's what we're taught. Yeah. Um, and what I feel like I stand in the gap of is like, no, you know, every time where I've been like, that's possible. It's been these very small moments that I have been able to witness of other people's joy, seeing friends who are plus size and loving equitable relationships where they are respected, honored, desired, held up, just like fully loved. And it's like, it'll be in small moments. I was actually doing a podcast with another friend and at her apartment and her partner like was making, preparing food for her, asking how her day was. And he was like, oh, I know you're tired, but I, I made this for you. How are you doing? Blah, 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 blah. It was, they're like regular thing. It wasn't, they were putting on a show and I was like, yeah. hold on. Yeah. <laughs> this is, oh, Okay. Mm -hmm. It was seeing um, Black women be creative, Black women be absolute messes, and being like, oh, I don't have to be perfect? Mm -hmm. What? You tell me I could just, I could be a, a, my full self, I could just be a mess if I need to? Mm -hmm. What? <laughs> seeing all these little things where people are accessing joy as they are and not meeting a condition that society or institutions tell us that we have to meet, that is the radical part of it. Because right. if you can just accept yourself as you are, who you are right now, and give yourself the energy, attention, and time that you need, you can access joy in anything. I love that. It's so true. Sherman, you were going to say something, I can tell. No, I'm like, I, I'm, I'm just like thinking about that and the way that um capitalism has developed all these little mechanisms mm -hmm. to draw everything and everybody in like when we talk about mm -hmm. joy and having to purchase things for joy or purchase things for self-care mm -hmm. or you know health and wellness now has become like this multi-billion dollar oh industry. man mm -hmm. and i'm like and the way that this system is just completely set up in that manner and to mm -hmm. take us away from I think what comes naturally and I'm like I'm thinking about you talking about the the radicalness portion of that and I'm like it's crazy that that is considered radical but it's considered <laughs> radical because of the system that we're yeah. living under and have come up under and have been taught through and I'm like when all of it is really I think just I think it's innate mm -hmm. in us to just do these like little things and yeah what we've been like programmed to so much of what part of the system. So much mm -hmm. of what I've built in the past, I would really say year has been informed by me looking back at my childhood and recognizing like how easy it was for me to experience joy in certain points of my life. I've always been like a very anxious child. Um, and I remember <laughs> When we lived in Korea, there was this gorgeous playground behind our house. And I would like, I've always been a nerd too. So I'd, I'd be doing like field tests of like, okay, you know, those little poles that you can just like slide down. Yeah. I was terrified, terrified to do that for such a long time. But I would like test myself every day. Like, okay, if you can just, if you just keep one toe on the platform, but you're hoping, okay, <laughs> we'll be okay. And so I would test, test, test. And I would eventually like, get, I eventually got to the point where I could do it. And then I was like, oh man, that wasn't even that big of a deal. But like, that was just me by myself. And even the nerdy part beforehand was joyful. Mm -hmm. So much of like the stuff that I've created is about the simplicity uh, is, is mm -hmm. incredibly simple because like, when you're young, you discover things, you interact with different people, you learn about like what you like and what you don't like, you figure out um, what's joyful to you, what right. sensations right. feel good to you. And then we get so disconnected from our minds and our bodies. Um, 
because of trauma, because mm-hmm. of just life. And so much of the stuff that I've been trying to put out into the world is really based on just reconnecting back to yourself and giving yourself the energy, attention, and time to experience that joy. And it's this, and I promise you, like, I've never found waiting for joy to be in the big things is such a waste of time mm-hmm. because the greatest joy I've experienced have been in the tiniest, tiniest little moments. The little details. It's so true. And I, I used to hear this. People would always say, you know, uh, I would read that, well, rest is, is essential. And I take so much, I experience joy from taking naps, especially mm-hmm. as a mother, because I even feel like um, I don't think Castle, my, my child, has expectations of what kind of parent I'm supposed to be. But society certainly does. We, we get those images. I mean, those messages all the time and images, yeah. too. Um, but I am constantly like having conversations with him verbally or otherwise about boundaries and us having, you know, even when he was an infant and I was still breastfeeding, it was like we were we were communicating about boundaries then. And now the, the <clears throat> with with him being at home most of the time th- throughout the summer and it, even in the school year, he's going to be with me for homeschool. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm having conversations with him about it's my nap time. Mm-hmm. Please. There's your snacks right there please don't, don't come wake me up for anything unless it's an emergency. And I know that sounds really harsh, but we have Mm -hmm. so much time together. We, and I don't even need to justify it. My point is, is that I have, I hit a a time every day where it's, it's naturally my time to just rest. And sometimes Mm -hmm. it's not even, you know, Shaman, you talk about this. It's not even sleep. Sometimes it's sitting there. Sometimes it's breathing. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it's maybe watching something that, that doesn't, make me anxious but that's just very soothing for me rest can look all kinds of ways most of the time for me it's a nap at that time of day it's like 2 p.m every day I'm I'm ready to go and so I tell I tell my child this is my nap time and I really need to I really need to have this time undisturbed I love hearing that because I think one of the things that motivates me the most about this work is it's kind of a Trojan horse right rest it sounds easy everybody should be able to do it and yet all of us have never been taught how to actually rest Mm. and when we prioritize that energy attention and time we have to do that with boundaries right and I'm constantly thinking of like I'd never seen that before from a black woman mm-hmm. you know what I mean yeah. what would it have looked like how revolutionary is that what you're doing with your son to be able to say oh mommy has boundaries about what her energy is right now mm-hmm. what is that going to provide him and how he experiences women black women and like his expectation of what they give to him mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. versus like a I didn't, I, I grew up in uh, the military. So mm-hmm. most spouses were women and it was like martyrdom. It was, you give everything for the benefit of somebody else's legacy, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. Just give, mm-hmm. give, 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 give. And if that's the position you want to play, I, I'm not shading that. I'm not disrespecting that. Right. Right. But that's all that I saw. Right. Right. And so I didn't see them rest. I saw them give and like, like this water bottle, you only got so much in the tank. Mm -hmm. And I think about like our grandmothers and our great grandmothers, we could go all the way back. Mm -hmm. There wasn't no, yo massa, I need to take today because I'm feeling real. There's no legacy of of, of uh, providing rest to one another because mm-hmm. we've never been allowed that. Right. So all these things that we are learning, all these things that we are putting into action, we can call it, it's rest and it's restorative and it's healing. It's not just like, ah, ha, ha, whatever, you know, go get back to work. 
this is work. This is a different work. It's spiritual work. It's a healing work. Um, and I just, I think that's so beautiful that you're creating that legacy now. Because what would, how would we have functioned differently? And how would we have created differently? How would we have imagined our lives differently if we knew that we could, if if 13-year-old you knew that you could mm-hmm. set boundaries? Mm-hmm. That's good. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. If, yes. If 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 little if little version of you knew that you could say no, if little version of you knew that you didn't have to hug everybody, that mm. was like, come over here and give me a hug. If little, <laughs> you know what I mean? If little version of you knew that you didn't have to uh, contort yourself, your energy, or anything else to fit for somebody else, if little you knew that you could set boundaries that protected you how would you have functioned differently in those really formative years mm-hmm. how would you have functioned if 20 year old you how would your relationships look different mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right so I always say rest is a Trojan horse because it's about so much more than just that and I think a big part of the work of learning to prioritize rest in our generation as we are is not to look back and and I don't say this to look back and with uh why didn't you teach me about this blah 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 mm-hmm. hey no right right the things that our our parents and our grandparents and our great-grandparents had to navigate mm-hmm. yeah ain't no rest oh, in yes. that Mm-mm. it's such an honor uh an, an, an honor and an inheritance that gets passed to us to be able to say yes we still experience oppression but there is space there's space for us to rest in a way that even our parents could not right and when we are able to kind of stand in the gap and demonstrate that it's not just uh, that rest doesn't just go down to the next generation it goes back up too mm. and I often remind myself when I'm like oh, I, got, I don't I don't get to take that. I need to I need to do this. I need to do this. I remind myself that I'm kind of resting on behalf of multiple generations. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. When you think about it, mm-hmm. there are but there's a lot of unrestedness that's literally etched in our DNA. Right. It 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 absolutely is. And not just resting, but healing goes back that way too. Mm-hmm. It goes but you know, I, oh man, this is all very I feel like we can have a two hour conversation. I know. I know. I'm trying, I'm trying to, I'm trying to reel it in, but like for real, for real, like it's, it's not something that just goes down. It goes back up. It is so incredibly important. And it's one of the reasons why for me, when I like dip my toe into DEI after uh, weddings, I was like, oh, this is the thing. Because a lot of us want to get into this work of impact because it impacts us so deeply. Mm-hmm. And we're like, I got to go, I got to go, I got to go, I got to go, I got to go. Ain't nobody asking you to be Martin. Ain't nobody asking <laughs> you to be Fred, uh, Malcolm, Rosa. Like, we're not. Mm-hmm. I don't think this next iteration of movement is going to require that level of sacrifice or that specific sacrifice of Right, us. right right? No, there's no, there's no more martyrs. We, we don't, we don't, we don't have to do that. We don't need to do that anymore. Right. Right. You know, they it, don't want I'm us like, to do that anymore. Yeah, well, that's a, I'm like, but that, that just kind of reminds me. I don't know. reminds me, but just makes me think because I just have one of those personalities where I'm not going to sit there and kind of think about ideas or ponder mm-hmm. what can be done. Like if I see something that needs to be done, I'm going to do it. Right. Right. So it is, it is kind of stepping back um, in a sense and reminding myself that I don't have to do everything. Mm-hmm. Like I, that's not all on me. That's not all my job just because, mm-hmm. you know, just because um, I think about it. But I, I also I think I've gotten into this thing where I don't necessarily am able to, like, rely on everybody. And so mm-hmm. I do do it myself. So it's like trying to unpack that healing and recognition why you don't have to do this. Right. It doesn't have to that's, all be on you. That's key though, right? Because healing, rest, joy, they can happen on an individual level, but they happen whether you want it to or not. It's like 
rivers and oceans. That's the type of, of relationship. Mm. It happens in the collective, right. right? Right. And so what you do for yourself, you are creating all of these ripples where people are, mm. people might be watching you set boundaries with your son and something's going off in their head where they're like, I can do that. Mm-hmm. Right. People might be watching the way that you operate differently with the business community and are like, wait, I can do that. Mm-hmm. What we what we do for ourselves never just stays for ourselves. It always impacts the collective. And I really my my hope is for people to understand, like, I know I'm not great at math, so this is not an equation. <laughs> If you look at uh, prior uh, uh, social justice movements, there's always like, there needs to be a face. There needs to be a leader. Usually it's men. We could talk about the label. Yeah. I'm going to put that to the side for right now. Yeah. Um, But there's this idea that, oh man, it has to be all on my shoulders. It has to be all on my back. I got to carry this thing, blah, 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 blah. If we, if we had enough people, it doesn't need to be everybody, but if we had enough people who said, hey, this is my capacity, hey, this is my capacity, hey, this is my capacity, and we were able to operate from that, how much could we get done right. versus yes. asking two people yeah. to do 100% of the work, burn yeah. themselves out six months in? Mm-hmm. No. So like a part of learning to rest is also a part of opening yourself up to community and opening yourself up to collective help. Absolutely. And, and even Shaman and, and Jordan, like even thinking about the idea of community um, and what that looks like, I think a lot of us are still, we, we, I say community a lot of times, but most of the time it's not the community that I feel like I really want. I really want to exist in a community where we live we coexist together and mm-hmm. we help each other. And hey, I ran out of sugar. Can I borrow a cup of sugar? I mean, I'm serious. I remember that. I remember living in that, like we did in the, the neighborhood I grew up in. We, it was, you know, you know, people will have their own ideas about it if they saw where I grew up. But I just remember that that was like, it felt like one of the last things that 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 existed in 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 what we knew as community at the time was just being there for one another in the ways that we could. Um, yeah. And I think when we don't, everything is so individualized, and we can talk about how corporations have also cashed in on and cashed out on that, um, mm-hmm. profited off of us living these very individualized lives and even bell hooks talked about like the nuclear family and how it only looks one way and it's supposed to look this way and and they've cashed they all oh, they've cashed in big on that with weddings and you you, you know the business um and babies and everything is a business but like community is just really a group of people loving on and providing is reciprocity mm-hmm. you can be you know i have community with my with the trees I'm, now I'm going to off the deep no, end. Here, I love it. No, I have not. community. I, <laughs> I want community with other human beings, but until I find that, like, and what I mean by this, I'd like to live in a place where I'm communicating with my neighbors and mm-hmm. we're, hey, why don't y'all come over and have dinner with us? Let's sit outside. Like, like yes. I want, <laughs> hey, you're struggling today. Here, let let me let me watch your child for five minutes. Go take a nap or 20 minutes. Go take a nap. Like, I want that to be. Right now, my community is a a thread, a text message. It's not, Mm -hmm. it doesn't feel, it doesn't, I don't feel it as deeply as I feel like I would if I were sharing physical space with people more often. Um, And so right now my community is the trees that I, when I go to my favorite park to hike, I talk to the trees and I'm like, how y'all doing today? Mm -hmm. Y'all good? (laughs) What can I give you? Because you're giving me all that I need right now. So it's just like that getting back to that and finding that seems yeah. like a lot of work, but I think when we find that, or even when Sherman was talking about like that, that, that weight of like something needs to be done and I have to be the one to do it. But what would it look like if you just had, you know, a group of people that lived around you where you yeah. knew that that didn't have to be the case? Yeah. And you know, I think about that a lot with the ethical network and the community mm-hmm. that I've been trying to build there. Cause yeah. again, there's all that individualism and trying to build a community and kind of get that out of people's head where people, where other businesses aren't competition, but um, 
resource and like future collaborators and to right. and to look at people in in that way um and it, it's difficult and i get it's a complete mind shift on yeah. the way you think about it but that's what we're tr trying to build and what i want people to really start to think about because i'm like even as a, a you know a small business you know we're packed in by these minimums and having to buy like thousands of something that you don't need thousands of, but you have to buy thousands of, but I'm like, yeah. so what does it look like if you've got like five other businesses where you guys can split that cost and buy a thousand, mm. it's not wasteful. And we're using each other. And I mean, you know, not using each other in a bad sense, right? like, yeah. you know, and this reciprocal community, you know, man or community like, man. and I'm, I'm like, that's, that's what I, the ultimate goal is right yeah is everybody your businesses around you are, are another resources they're another chance for collaboration they're mm -hmm. a chance to build community and to work together and you know real you know come together and everybody can come up together and right that's Ooh. what i ultimately want to see right i love that yeah i feel like okay so one of the things and i'm this is also something that i'm really trying to put into practice myself is i love being in community where I falter in participating in community is the fear of vulnerability. The mm. And not the fear of vulnerability, the fear of being judged when being vulnerable. Right. That is, that is a requirement of community is mm -hmm. to be vulnerable, mm -hmm. is to say, hey, I need sugar or, hey, I need help with child. Like I need something. I'm mm -hmm. coming to you with that is like really, and I know that's something that a lot of Black women struggle with is, can I ask for help? Can I be vulnerable? Can I not be the strong one? Can I be the soft one? Mm -hmm. yeah. um, I'm always, I'm always willing to be the soft one because I can't <laughs> help it. I, I love that sound, that trending sound on TikTok. Like, I am not the strong Black woman. Do not come for me for that. Mm -mm. Um, but yeah, like learning to be able to be in reciprocity starts with learning to be able to communicate like, hey, I have a need. This is what I can do. And I'm looking out of my window because one of the old neighbors across the street when Snowvid happened mm -hmm. and we were all like, what, what is going on? I looked in the pantry, I had some dry beans, had some I just like disseminated some stuff. I don't know if anybody ate any of it. They can still be sitting in somebody's pantry right now. Mm -hmm. But I was like, here's what we have to give. And this really beautiful relationship started oh, with I love that. one of the neighbors where like a year later, I tried to get this whiteboard from Home Depot. This is such a goofy story. <laughs> I tried to get this whiteboard from Home Depot. And I didn't know how bad like the supply chain shortage was mm. and also with uh with people as well like I walked into Home Depot every employee was like what do you want and I was like okay so I'm so sorry I didn't mean to mess with you I'm just gonna go because y'all seem to tired Lowe's they were like we're at Lowe's or whatever what do you want I'm just like I'm so sorry to bother you I just came to pick up this little board and when I tried to get it cut they were like oh that's closed we don't have that. And I'm like, oh, so I just have this big ass board that I can't fit anywhere. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> so I, I call the old neighbor that had since moved and I was like, I know that this is like a long shot, but do you still have that saw? Would you be like willing to cut this? He's like, sure. Came out in record time, like at the back of his truck with the little saw cut it. He was like, do you need anything else? Do you need help with anything else? And I was just kind of like, that's beautiful. It and is. I, and I'm I think of, cry. I like, it's just those, and that's what I mean, it's those little things. And it's one of the reasons why when I talk to people who are in New Zealand or Ireland or Germany, I will shout San Antonio out on a level that I don't even think San Antonio knows about. <laughs> because I'm like, the I that is emblematic of what I have experienced San Antonio to be. Mm, mm -hmm. uh, when I have, when it comes to like our little business community, our mighty, but small business community, our creative community, our uh, political community, activists, artists, um, business owners, creatives, like there's this really beautiful sense of, of urgency to want to do something big and change the world mm -hmm. and make an impact. And then there's this also gentle 
this really gentle connection with one another. Like, I got you. I totally mm-hmm. understand. I know nobody else in your life understands what you're going through right now, but I do. And if you just want to talk, I'm here for you. Right. I have not experienced that anywhere else. And I've lived a bunch of places. Mm-hmm. And when I lived in Austin, Austin is so great about being like, this is who we are. We're super pretty. We have all these, <laughs> we all have all these gorgeous neon signs, blah, 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 blah. But like, it's incredibly individualistic. It's incredibly mm-hmm. like, this is me. This is my brand, whatever that means. Um, but here in San Antonio, I just love that if you really, if you, if you are to slow down and take a breath and just engage with another person, mm-hmm. you can create these really beautiful relationships. Mm-hmm. And so many people move to the city and are like, ain't nothing happening, blah, 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 blah. I know things are happening because I know people. Yeah. And it's like, it's such a different way of being in community and being in a, it's an older way of being in community yes. and in a city. Yes. And a lot of people are like, I just can't look this up. Why do I have to know somebody? Why do I have to connect with the person? Mm. Do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I never thought yet. Yeah, that's that is a- all of the beautiful things that I've seen being built um, in the city are because of conversations like this or because of showing up in little like random events that I didn't know about or are meeting people. It's just to me, it gives me a constant source of not just joy, but hope. Right. Right. We are Black in Texas. We are Black women in Texas. Mm-hmm. There is a whole lot to not have joy or hope about. And yet, right. when I have friends who are like living in New York City, like, oh my God, I just, I know it's just so bad out there. And I'm like, yeah, and no. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, if we got to go, we got to go. But I, if they going to try, come get me, you going to choke, all right? <laughs> try and swallow me up, chew me up. You, pro- I'm not going to make it easy on you because, like, yeah. this is my home. This is my community. And yeah. I really love and am sustained by conversations like this. I get joy from conversations like this. But I'm reminded that there's so much to be optimistic about and to have hope for when I see the two of y'all either out in the streets, protesting, organizing, organizing business owners, providing that sense of like hope, solidarity and community. When you're just starting a business and everybody is looking at you like you have lost your damn mind. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know that feeling when you're trying yes. to explain the thing that you're trying to build to somebody mm-hmm. and they're like, yeah, I- all the That's time cute. like I'm, my mom was like, <laughs> the eyes my mom, start wondering <laughs> my mom was like so what it, so you're not a wedding planner so what is it that you do now and I immediately turned into a five-year-old I was like I'm, I'm a radical joy coach uh-huh. I, I help people I help people <laughs> and she was like okay baby <laughs> okay um I know that feeling of like showing up with this tiny, tiny little kernel of an idea that lights you up and makes you feel like, oh my God, this could be something. This could help people. And like, people are like, uh, no. Um, (laughs) When you're trying Mm -hmm. to figure out your footing, your messaging, your people, how you show up, your marketing, there's so many moving elements, but you still wake up day in and day out. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm still going to do this thing. I know what that feels like. And I just love when you really are able to, to find your groove and find your people in this city. It's such a nurturing place. Yeah. It's such a forgiving place. It's such a nurturing place. And even though, you know, the, the colonizers came and named it this, um, (laughs) I love that uh, St. Anthony is the patron saint of lost things. And I feel Mm. like I've, found that I found myself here I find myself in San Antonio community and I really I don't know I'm just always really encouraged and hopeful when I get to engage with other San Antonio folk who are trying to make things happen not for the sake of being popular not for the sake of being 
the next uh, Austin or Dallas or Houston, but to make us the best San Antonio. Mm. That's, ugh, sorry. I got on a soapbox. I'm I so love sorry. it. You, I love ugh. it. Thank you for sharing that. That has not been my experience, but then I'm thinking, has my heart been completely open to it, you know? Mm. And so maybe I need to revisit, you know, that. Yeah. But but yeah, I think that that everything that you just shared is um all for me, all things that I need to kind of go check in with a little bit. Yeah. So thank you there's, for there's so much soapbox. there's so much more that you're doing that you don't realize that you're doing. Right. There are so right. many ways that you show up that you don't even recognize like are impacting other people. And I feel like, yes, San Antonio has its problems. <laughs> this is not me saying that it doesn't, but I'm encouraged because I see people leading like y'all um, with your ideas, with your hearts, with your thoughtfulness, with your right. compassion. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's one of the reasons why I love what I get to do is if you can rest with that attitude, you can sustain a huge amount of change in the world, a huge amount of change in the city. And um, I'm just really excited to see all the things that come from this conversation and all the things that come from y'all. You know, I did want to just say that I was listening to you on a podcast. I don't, it wasn't yours. It was, you were on somebody else's podcast mm-hmm. and you were talking about like the seven types of rest. Yeah. And let me tell you, that completely changed the way I looked at rest. Because I think I, I always struggled with rest because I don't sit still well. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, I don't know if it's a bad thing or a good thing. I have just never been able to sit still. And so listening to you like talk about the different types of rest. I um, ended up buying an iPad and mm. then putting Procreate on it. And so <sighs> my little time of rest at the end of the night is like watching little t- tutorials for Procreate on YouTube and just yeah. drawing. And I'm like, this is my rest. And I don't yeah. have to just sit there and do nothing. And I'm like, just having that creative rest, I think is what you were called. I was mm-hmm. like, yes, I love this. This is for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There, you found it. Yeah. You found your thing. There are seven kinds. And I love that the the researcher who found this out, Dr. Sandra Dalton Smith, uh, Dr. Sandra Dalton Smith is a black woman. Is <laughs> a black woman. Thank you and for naming that. You're right. <laughs> like, come on. Um, it's the seven kinds are social, sensory, creative, mental, physical emotional and spiritual oh and I just the spiritual one I think is the one that is resonating the most for me this year because it's not just uh faith or a specific you know set of beliefs but also engaging and interacting um in something that's bigger than you like community right 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 so it can there's this huge way that we can approach rest that's holistic, that's um, fun, that allows us to feel that joy, but also allows us to engage with one another differently. So I don't know, y'all, I love talking about rest. I love talking about joy and I'm just, I could talk about it forever, but I know that we don't have forever. Yeah, um, we don't have to do a part two. We got, we yeah. may need to just do a part two. Thank you for sharing with us. And then before we we kind of head off, I want you to share with where people can find you, how they can yeah. stay in contact with you. And yeah. Well, uh, if you like social media, I am on Instagram at the Jordan Maney, M-A-N-E-Y. That's how you spell that. Um, and I would say get on the email list, the rest stop. That's where I give all the goodies. That's where I try and give the best advice that I can and be a value to y'all. You can sign up through Instagram if you hit the link in bio, um, or you could head to jordanmaney.com and sign up there. And then if you want the easiest way to start working with me, come to recess. It is our bi-monthly container where we talk about rest but then we also just let you go rest we let you go do it we give you the space that is protected just for you to go 
get that rest and access that joy. So I hope I see y'all on the interwebs um, for everybody that's listening because we need it. We need rest so much right now. Um, And I want to help everybody get that. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank y'all. This was fun. This is just so soothing. I'm just like, (laughs) I'm like, I feel like I wasn't like all like, because I was just like, I'm just going to listen to Jordan. (laughs) Thank you. That means a lot. Oh my God. Thank y'all. Hey y'all, thanks for listening and or watching. Unpacking Ethical is an independent video podcast hosted by the Ethical Network of San Antonio. Your co-hosts are Sharmon Levy and Katie, and we thank you for tuning in. Please follow us on Instagram and our YouTube channel, and hey, leave a review wherever you're listening.